1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to com Norwich City podcast number 360. It's like City 360 all over again. Uh, welcome to Arch and Towers for those watching. Um- Welcome to and Towers for those listening. That's fine. It carries both ways. Uh, we are here to talk about Norwich City's Premier League fixtures, which have been released today for the 2019-20 season. Of course, we haven't done one of these for a little while, so we figured we'd do a bit of catch-up. We might talk about memberships <laughs> and we might talk about transfer rumours, but we will be quite tight with time. Uh, but we are on fixture release day, so it's very exciting. We're in the afternoon now, though, so we're not quite as excited as we were. And me and Paddy have just done a QA, and a so we're probably slightly less excited than we were for that as well. But it's absolutely fine. As you know, I'm with Chief Knowledge City Correspondent, Paddy Davitt. Hello, Pad. Michael, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. You well? Very well, yeah. It's good, good to hear. And uh, our data, inoven- in- data and Innovation, in- innovation Manager
2: easy for you to so, say, Michael. Peter Raven! Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I like your shirt. Cheers.
1: That one only works on YouTube, but that's absolutely fine. Um, so, as always, um, let us know if you want to uh, get in touch with us. The email address is thepinkin at Um You can make sure you don't miss a single podcast by subscribing. Most of that, mo- all those details you should need, will be on the website, pinkin.com slash podcast. We're not going to bother with the quiz.
3: No, no, let's save that. We need, a new, we need a new book <laughs> a new book do you reckon yeah we need a new book back, not back by popular demand yeah. yeah we need a new book don't we really Premier League upgrade it everywhere you look so true. I mean in, in fair play there is no act- upgrade on that book I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is the football quiz book I think that was what it was called um But, of course, uh, there is an actual World Cup going on at the moment as well with the Women's World Cup. So, you know, you can enjoy a World Cup rather than us asking a question about it, which is absolutely fine. Let's get into the first port of business, then, uh, the fixtures. Uh, We know the details. We're not going to go through the spit and whistle because you can find them out at pinkin.com, of course. And you may well already have them synced to your calendar and what have you. But... uh, as we've just done it on the Facebook live pad let's go to Pete yeah. first Pete your reaction you are playing everyone twice home and away it's that straightforward isn't it
2: that's pretty much it but it's a oh, difficult start isn't it you've got Champions League winners Europa League winners and Premier League winners in the first five get them out of the way with
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what was your reaction when you saw the first fixture pop up Liverpool away Jurgen Klopp you, European you, champions you tweeted I'll take a draw now nah?
2: yeah take a point <laughs> You always get these games at the start of the season, don't you, with the bigger teams and the smaller ones, was it? Did Huddersfield turn over Man United a couple of seasons ago? Yeah,
1: Burnley, does
2: it? Yeah. So a bit ring rusty, you never know. I know they've got the Community Shield a couple of days before, but <clears throat> I guess with it being on Sky, we're just going to get Farker versus Klopp overkill for a week, aren't yeah. we?
1: I'm going to get it for two months before um, Liverpool have also got the Super Cup final which is like the one-off game where they play the Europa League Chelsea. Winning, so they play Chelsea yeah. Um, in the midweek afterwards I think interesting what Pete says about Huddersfield Huddersfield I think they picked up nine points from their first three games or seven points from their first three last season uh, sorry the season before yeah. and that was effectively enough to keep them up <laughs> you know we, we're talking about early in the season but in the Premier League if you pick up some points it can make a massive difference guys. I
3: think yeah I mean I might be proven wrong but I I think the first game they had was Palace away and I think they caught Palace cold a little yeah. bit and uh and obviously carried that bounce on they came up through the playoffs but clearly that momentum and confidence which you know that this group under Farka have got that said though it's a hell of a challenge to go to Liverpool and get anything and as Pete says rightly you know Newcastle at home next then they go to Stamford Bridge then West Ham away sorry never you wouldn't think be an easy place and then fifth game of the season Man City champions rolling into town so but that's what they signed up for that's what it was all about that's what all the Open Top Bus tour and Mad um, Dog Mayor McLean <laughs> leads to is to, to <clears throat> today firstly and then now it's as I say we will probably roundly sick of Liverpool Klopp Farker et al come August the 9th but um But this is the only place to be. And and you'll see that now because as we get to that game and then on the game itself, the coverage will be off the Richter. You know, this is global now. Norwich are, as Pete likes to say, massive, and they are now. Um, And they need to enjoy it and embrace it, and that's why it's good. You know, Daniel Farkas quotes gone out on on the club website there at lunchtime on fixture release day. We're not scared. You know, this is what we were working for. We'll embrace it, Um, and we're not just going to be there and go there as tourists. For for Liverpool, read every other game they play this season. They're going to go there and try and show they're good enough to compete at this level, and hopefully, when the guns fall silent next May, um, still be in the division. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting times.
1: Um, I think the Chelsea game is at Carrow Road, but it doesn't alter the point that you know we don't really know a lot of Chelsea, what these the Chelsea t- games at Carrow. Road. Yeah, it is, yeah. I think I think that's right, isn't it? Oh yeah, well, no, I'm kidding. Both, both, yeah, both right. the car road, But, I mean, it doesn't, under, it doesn't alter the point that we don't quite know what these sides are going to look like, do we? I mean, we don't know if who's going to be in charge of Newcastle or Chelsea at the moment. Um, and I suppose you never quite nicely I remember this time last season I was I iterated my saying which was all you look along the fixtures if you can't see a weak side it means you're one of the weak sides Um, and then they went and won the title so uh, you know Feb it's really hard to read it and we can talk about the running as well can't we you know we obviously have a rough idea that playing Chelsea and Man City in in your last three games is going to be you you don't really want to be asking and trying to get points
2: necessary to survive yeah, but you never quite unlisted. I remember when Johnny Housen just decided to walk through the whole Man City team because everything mm-hmm. was done by then yeah. so hopefully City will be safe by then and if not Man City will be safe
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe Pep will, will have left by then we don't know do? We? there's all sorts of chatter as well um, a- any other bits of the fictionalistic that catch your eye pad. I mean the thing I would suggest uh, we haven't actually got the fixed list in front of us which is a bit of an um, oversight have you actually seen them Pete
2: yeah I think there's is it March I think it's Southampton and Brighton and possibly November what we'd call the weaker sides um, I guess with the tough opposition at the start Farkas has got a bit of a free hit in the sense that you wouldn't expect anything from Liverpool but Sorry. say there you go. There if, if we had say like the teams that came up with us and Brighton at the start and we'd come away with zero points from those, you'd Exactly, but yeah it's a couple of free hits as it were
1: it is swings and roundabouts it? because I remember the, when Norwich went up in 2003-4 so the 4-5 season they had Palace at home first game and people were like oh we need to win this game really we've got Palace at home I think Palace might have gone up that year as well or they were you know expected to struggle and it was a 1-1 draw and immediately they're like oh we already feel like we're on the back foot and you've already played one game and, and likewise when um, Cameron Jerome's goal well, was ruled yeah, out so, and they yeah, lost 14-15 yeah,
3: 14, 15, yeah. And, and, Huy- and one of Hewton's Huy- Huy- mm-hmm. first I think Hoon's first game was with the Everton game, wasn't it? Which, again, they didn't draw At that. Home, they yeah, drew that. Sorry, yeah. Ricky scored that day, didn't he, on his debut? But, oh, that's right, yeah. Um, Tony was there. Yeah, so I'm well, glad you dressed today, Tony. <laughs> but it's true, it's true what P says, because if, if say, it was Sheffield United first game and they didn't get the positive result, then it does... That takes a lot of air out of, uh, you know, what they, you know, they're bringing up from the championship and the positivity would definitely take a dent. So... I would rather look at it and think yeah, they're they're tough, tough fixtures but they they are to an extent games that won't decide Norwich's fate that's the reality of it however much people want to dispute it, it it really is five, maybe six clubs and the rest and the rest there isn't a huge differential in terms of the range of quality on any given weekend whereas that certainly five clubs probably United need to pull their finger out and have to get back in the mix but they would have to have a very very poor day for Norwich to get anything from those games and that's the reality it's not being defeated that's the reality you know
1: uh, it feels like april is a kind of pre running Um, opportunity for Norwich to do whatever they need to do and I do like the fact maybe I shouldn't say this but I like the fact that Burnley is the last home game and it's sandwiched between two tough ones because at least you're not left with say what Norwich had a few years ago which was four really tough games where you were asking for basically what you just said you shouldn't bank on um, which you can in other divisions um you can all, as I said, you can all check out the fixtures over at pinkin.com. They're all there for you to see. Maybe Tony will flash them up on you for, on the screen while we're, we're going. Maybe he's already done it, not flash that, everything else. Too many thank you jokes. Um, so that's all All good. Uh, I, I've had, I mentioned it on the Q&A. You're, you're going to have a nice um, a boxing day um, oh, yeah. back uh, back home in the Midlands in, in the same city that Coventry are playing in but we won't maybe touch on that too much no, no, But no. It, this wouldn't be a very short podcast if we open <laughs> that can of worms but uh, yeah no
3: that works for me and then and then whip back to Norfolk for I'll just double check but I think it is Palace isn't it Palace and Spurs yeah in the Spurs, other, in the, Spurs uh, twice been a month. sorry but it's the other way around long. Spurs and Palace yeah so if you're an Norwich fan looking over the festive period you probably take that in terms of the travel
2: yeah I mean and you look at March as well What. Sheffield United away and Southampton Everton at home isn't toughest sort of run of fixtures and then if you look at the last what was it four home games five home games Southampton yeah, Everton point. Brighton West That's Ham and Burnley yeah yeah
1: just a couple 15 of oh, fifteen <laughs> points, that's exactly what Someone said on the podcast, but a different way. Anyway, um, a couple of other points to So, just to pick up on the Liverpool opening game is on the Friday night. So, Norwich Liverpool kicks off at eight o'clock. Anfield is the first game of the Premier League. Everyone else then plays on the Saturday or Sunday. So, you know, the first goal either end will be scored or not. In the, in the Liverpool uh, Norwich game. So that's obviously nice. It means there'll be a full focus on Norwich for that first occasion, which I think is a great platform for the club to uh, to try and step up to. Um, there are two, I think there, I don't know if there are only two midweek rounds of fixtures. I'm not sure. But um, Norwich play twice on effectively a midweek game. One of those is Boxing Day. One is in December. So Boxing Day is obviously a little bit different because it's a bank holiday. Uh, those are going to be, all those Boxing Day and the round in September, in December when at the start of December when Norwich travelled to Southampton midweek are going to be shown on Amazon apparently Mm -hmm. so that's a departure from uh, BT and Sky it's quite a big thing might be a window into what this (laughs) Premier League is going to look like going forwards another little thing to point out is in February where at the Second week of February, is it? At the 8th, as it's written down at the moment, when Norwich hosts Liverpool, that game might be played on the 15th because there are basically, it's basically one game week, all 20 teams play, but half of them will play on the 8th weekend and half of them will play on the 15th. Basically, that gives um, the teams a weekend off and it's the equivalent of a break, a winter break for the Premier League clubs. That said, a winter break in early. February we might have all been uh, done and dusted by, uh, by January and December in terms of horrible weather. But there we go. I think that's really the fixtures covered off. We just await for the TV dates, which will no doubt completely change all of these. I think with a lot of the teams in the Europa League, we've got to expect that there'll be, be Sundays instead of uh, Saturdays. And the teams in the Europa League next year are Man United and Arsenal. Arsenal so. Yeah, we'll... Wolves as well.
3: yeah, yeah. They'd possibly they'd uh, Wolves, Wolves got to start at the qualifying stage whereas yeah. uh, those two are already in the groups aren't they so yeah. I think is it, right, yeah. I think so is it October yes yeah, so United on the 26th home and Arsenal on the 30th of November I think it's inevitable Day will be Sunday Sunday games possibly Monday if TV fancy either of those so straight away there's two um Additional tweaks to that list,
1: and it won't be the last, unfortunately. No, nope. and we all know how it works. Um, I guess Wolves probably kick off next weekend, don't they? If their qualifying starts, yeah. it seems to be a ridiculous early time for whenever you have to start qualifying for the Europa League and get your pre season in. Um, talking of which pre season, as we record, we still don't know the details, do we? <laughs> uh, essentially, uh, more, no. there's a, a suggestion that Atalanta will be coming to Carra Road, uh, I think. Um, Birdie suggested there'll be two home friendlies, um, which I guess will be after the Germany tour, of which there'll be three games, but we only know one of which, which is Paderborn. Yeah. And then there'll be a few games before that, but we don't really know, do we yet?
3: No, no, but I think saying, I, mean. I think by the end of the week, I think it'll become, it will should become a lot clearer. Um, but that's how it's shaping up. Yeah, Atalanta, I think clearly,
1: did they? was it their official Twitter feed put that out? No, was it, it was sort of a... a yeah, it's been a lot of, in the German, F uh, German, in the Italian press because I think they've, they've brought out this tour that they're going to do. And right. it tends to happen with preseason tours, I guess, doesn't it? That things sort of get leaked before anyone bothers. Because yeah. I think the clubs are almost more um, worried about signing things off before yeah. they announce them, most press don't care, I suppose. They just go for it. So uh, we'll, of course, let you know about when all those uh, are confirmed over at pinken.com. Right, um, today is Thursday. Wednesday was quite a lively day. Norwich launched their memberships. Paddy, you weren't really in and around it, so you might get well, free passes. Well, I feel well. I
3: wouldn't be able to bring any insight, whereas you spoke to Kensal, so you were doing a lot of the analysis, and Pete being a fan who's directly affected, I think you boys take
1: the stage here. Go on then, Pete. I mean, what was your reaction? Also, your reaction to the reaction.
2: <laughs> it's very mixed, isn't it? I mean, I remember the days of having to go down to the ticket office with a bag full of ticket stubs to get away games. Um, a bag full? How many did yeah, you have? It's I mean, the club could have handled maybe the communication a bit better that this was going to happen, not like release it on the morning and then two hours later people have got to make a decision pretty much. Uh, whatever system they're going to come up with, people are going to like it, people are going to hate it. Um doesn't affect me a great deal in that I don't go to a huge number of away games. I can see why maybe the way season ticket holders and those that went to a lot of games last year I still gotta pay fifty quid to get into this I know they'll be them being a priority group, but if Joe Bloggs went to nine games last season, he's gonna be in the same group as someone who didn't even go to any last season. So but like I said, whatever you do, some people are gonna get upset by it. Um I guess with Liverpool being on Sky, that won't be a great test, but the next away game, West Ham, will be the one where we see how this membership stacks up.
1: It will. I mean, bearing in mind Norwich will probably get a 3,000 allocation for that, I guess, because they get either 10% or 3,000, depending on which is lower. I think I've got that right. Mm. And, of course, it's a 60,000-seater, isn't it, at at London Stadium. I haven't been there since the Olympics, so I'm I'm looking forward to that one. But, um, yeah, it was interesting because you kind of sensed having got the heads up to try and distill it all to try and inform everyone of what it was um, and so that people can make up their own minds and then react to it as they did uh, the, the club knew that they were going to come in for some stick for some of the things they were doing um, and you could sense putting it together that you know well if you're going to ask someone to pay for two separate memberships for home and away if you've got a family of four and they've all got to what buy home and away memberships you're looking at 200 quid 400 quid so you know that's a lot of money. And it doesn't and guarantee you anything. No, it doesn't. I, I, I did ask them about that. And while they weren't going to cap their membership sales, they, they said that they should be in hand and they will keep an eye on what they are. But likewise, I think they said the last time they were in the Premier League, they had 14,000 members, yet only Manchester United sold out during the membership window. So the inclination from that is that actually, although you've got a lot of members, it takes a lot to sell out at that point and therefore season ticket holders and casual, uh, general uh, Mitch and you know the public would also get a chance to buy tickets
2: but proof is in the pudding of I course think, and it depends if Norwich are doing well which they weren't you know 3 years ago i think mean, especially with west ham and spurs both being well not close but closest games had new stadiums they'll they won't, they won't go in general they won't even go to season and i think that'll just be the first two windows will snap them up
1: so I think if you I think if you spoke to someone from the club now I think they would appreciate A they didn't give it probably a long enough window and they they didn't communicate they feel they probably didn't communicate it well enough or albeit I think we did I think and the, when the information was there um, I think they probably feel they didn't consult enough with, with fans because they got a small group of fans that they spoke to about it a few like a week or so before but they didn't speak to the fans groups and maybe some of the issues might have been ironed out a little bit more which I I guess given the transparency of the club and things like that it's kind of been there in recent times that's almost why this has been a bit of a surprise I suppose that it's been done how it has been
3: yeah I mean the consultation is is a major oversight um, because this is quite a seismic change in terms of you know a demand for tickets which of course is going to be there because they're now in the best supposedly the best league in the world and, and up against some of the superstars and superstar clubs and managers So and tickets is
1: probably the most sensitive area absolutely. to fans isn't it
3: absolutely and it is a, it is a shame to see taking a temperature from social media that there is a, a sense that a lot of the good work has been undone in this period because we can all Recall not that far ago, maybe under the, the sort of Jez Moxie era and, and towards the end of David McNally's tenure, that there was a disconnect and it wasn't great and and it felt a little bit toxic um, off the pitch and and really that had been washed away helps of course when there's a team on the park you can get behind as a, as a supporter but um, I I think it'd be a bit of a stretch to say that, that all of that work's been undone I think this is it's obviously quite raw and people are still digesting it we're only sort of two days on from it so I think that as you boys have discussed there the test will be when we get to that maybe that West Ham game the first time and how it plays out and and if it's working in practice or can be seen to be working in practice I think um, as we progress through the season there'll probably be a general acceptance but your point is valid Michael I think they, they, if they had their time again, there's certainly aspects of this whole thing they would do
1: slightly differently. And as long as they learn, it's perfectly fine. Um, Pete, you've got to go. I think we're going to wrap this up now. Um, I appreciate you said we said we were going to talk about transfers, but there isn't any news, is there?
3: Not in the last hour. We've been no. in, doing various bits of uh, audio slash video. No, no, it's a, as you were. So and um, Max
1: and Jamal won't go, will they, had.
3: They will not go anywhere. And if they do go anywhere, they'll be back here on loan there you've heard it first <laughs> oh
1: fair play and it would take a shed load of money to uh, book to as go well. as well, so. not as well. probably not the 15 million quid some Palace fans are hoping that they'll get from Max Arons. Um ok well we're all done thank you so much for listening as always and watching uh, we always appreciate it uh, we will be back with you at some point during the summer maybe when we've got some transfer news sure. that'd be a good time to do it wouldn't it but in the meantime thank you so much Pete cheers Michael cheers Pad Michael cheers Tony he did say thank you if that didn't come across uh, you know how to find us as normal normalpinkin.com uh, get your questions comments in whenever you like and we always uh, make sure we check through those hello if you're watching on the app we're not doing an extra time Tony will just put this up for your lovely viewing pleasure and uh, the next time we will see you uh, we'll be even more excited about the Premier League because it will be that bit closer until then goodbye
0: 18 plus.